the car, I've got a little 20-minute commute to the office, I will record a blog post. Oh, okay. Oh, well then, <laughs> that's, my little, that's my dirty little secret. And then I'll um, upload that uh, to Dropbox. Welcome to another episode of the Content Maximizer podcast, a show dedicated to giving you the latest digital marketing tips, ideas, and interviews to help you attract, engage, convert, and retain more customers from the internet. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cho. Lisa here from Content Maximizer. I'm so excited you have taken the time to listen to this episode and I promise that you're in for a real treat because today I've interviewed a highly successful Australian serial entrepreneur, Ben Filtrio from Action Coach Australia. Ben's business acumen started at the age of 13 when he got his first job, working every weekend at the Balmoral Beach boat shed for a dollar per hour. But then he quickly realized that if he built a good rapport with his clients, they would give him really good tips. And with that mindset of exceptional customer service, he was making four or five times his hourly rate. After starting his first business when he was just 18 in the transport industry, Ben spent the following three years working long hours as an owner-driver. By 24, Ben has grown this business to such success that he decided to sell the business in order to become a business coach and pursue his passion, the business of business. Ben now co-owns one of the largest and most successful action coach franchise in the world. He's been experiencing massive growth and receiving many accolades, including Action Coach Firm of the Year in 2010. He's personally coached over a hundred businesses. He's a regular contributor to several national business publications and is involved in other business interests that operates without his day-to-day involvement. When he's not working, you'll find him spending time in the great outdoors, camping, photography, and four-wheel driving. So now let's jump straight into the interview. Ben, welcome to the show. Oh, my pleasure. So good to be here. I have been super excited, you know, with uh, with the episode today. Awesome. Yeah, because I know that you, you what you're doing is smashing what we have been helping with our clients with. So um, just really he- good to hear someone putting it into practice. Yeah, it, well, um, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you're excited. Me, <laughs> me too. <laughs> awesome. So, well, maybe we can start off with, um, you know, get you to, you know, share with our, our listeners, you know, a bit about yourself. You know, I know you run multiple businesses. Um, yeah, so... Tell us about you, Ben. Yeah, I guess I worked out pretty early in life that the one thing I didn't want to do was be an employee. Uh-huh. And so that's led me to being in business for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the, you know, the probably the, the one thing that most entrepreneurs have is this shiny object syndrome, which is <laughs> I fly towards every shiny light, and which is which sometimes a good thing and not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it means that I've ended up with multiple businesses because I, I seem to turn everything, even my hobbies, into a business. Um, so, so, so a lot of my businesses started from hobbies. No, well, if you start off as hobby, which means you enjoy doing those things yes, yeah. and now you're monetizing it. Yeah. So my, my main uh, business is Action Coach and, uh, you know, we run the, the world's number one business coaching firm for Action Coach mm-hmm. here in Australia and New Zealand. Yes. And, uh, have been doing, you know, I've been in that for 13 years and that's mm-hmm. sort of my day job, if you like. I'm the CEO of that. Mm-hmm. And then the other things that I do are all based around photography and photography is something that I've been involved with for a long time. Wow. And has been my passion. Mm-hmm. And I, I started a blog about four years 
years ago where I was just sharing photos. Right. And the idea was, you know, with digital photography, I found that no one was ever getting to see my photos. You know, in the old days, we'd get a, a film finished and we'd take it, we'd get it developed and mm-hmm. then you'd sort of bore everybody by, you know, <laughs> taking them through your shots that you got. Yeah. Uh, and in the digital age, that doesn't happen. You sort of put them on your computer, you might share a couple on Facebook, but that's pretty much where it stops. Mm. And I thought, you know, I was following another photographer who blogged a photo every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now he was doing it from a business point of view. Uh-huh. But to me, I just thought, what a great idea. I'm going to do the same thing. So I just set up a free WordPress uh, WordPress blog uh-huh. and uh, started sharing a photo a day and then I started to get people sort of subscribing to the blog mm. going, okay, well, there's something. And, and then they started asking me questions about photography mm-hmm. and so I set up a Facebook page and now I've got, I think I've got about seven and a half, maybe 8,000 followers on Facebook. Wow. And I set up a Google Plus page and got several <laughs> thousand followers there. So it just slowly evolved. Yes. And then I thought, well, now I have to, you know, I'm getting all these questions. So then I started a YouTube channel so <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, to answer these questions. And, and then I started a photography podcast. And so it's just all sort of uh-huh. stemmed off of that and turned into a business that now gives me a passive income. So oh, wow. Very, very mm. nice. And and I'm sure a lot of our listeners who listen to this can relate to it. A lot of our, our listeners are business owners. Yeah. So they always have multiple things going. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they can definitely relate to why, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what you're doing. You're doing quite a few different things and succeeding with it. Yeah, and I think um, I love doing a lot of things too. I'm, I don't, I don't watch, uh, or hardly ever watch television. I won't say I won't, yep. don't watch any. Yeah. But I very rarely watch television. Mm-hmm. And so my uh, my entertainment of an evening is actually blogging or uh, creating content. I so relate to what you yeah. say. There's um a, a guy I listened to him once, and he said it's better to be a producer than a consumer. Oh, that's a great saying. Uh-huh. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So, well, welcome to the show. Let's, awesome. Uh, Thank you so much for th- having me. Yeah. Thanks for sharing a bit about yourself. So I'm going to um, go straight into it because, like I said, you've got a few businesses and you're doing awesome things from a, a content marketing standpoint. And I want to talk about that. Um, but before going into the content marketing side, um, maybe you can share with us what were you doing before doing content marketing? What other types of marketing were you doing? So um, with the with the coaching business, the business coaching business, probably that's a place to start because mm-hmm. the other businesses have always been – they were content marketing before they were businesses, if you like. Yes. Uh, but the business coaching business, we relied heavily on seminars and on uh, um, uh, telemarketing. Okay. And I think – you know, I got to ask this before, but, you know, you've started content marketing now. And I go, no, no, I was always content marketing. It was just offline. Mm. And I think this is where people get a bit confused. So. Yes. So the last 13 years, I've built up this business and it's a multi-million dollar organization off of doing seminars. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, I still do a seminar pretty much every single week. Mm -hmm. And a seminar is just content, but delivered live. Mm -hmm. And uh, and what I realized though was towards the end of last year was we had this huge, I had 14 telemarketers. It was costing me about probably $20,000, $25,000 a month to run that team. Mm. And it was a lot of work. Mm. And I thought if I put that, you know, that money into other things like mm-hmm. creating good quality content online mm-hmm. rather than annoying people because that's what telemarketing does, let's face <laughs> it, rather than getting complaints because we're continually ringing people and harassing them, mm. how about we make people come to us? Yeah. And sort of that's sort of the, the changing point. It was only December last year that I, I made that decision around November. December, I, I, I pulled the trigger and, you know, had a, a team of unhappy telemarketers. I said to them, unfortunately, I'm shutting the division down. Mm. And it was just before Christmas. And I said, well, you know, what am I supposed to do? I'm a businessman. I've got to make the decisions and mm. got to make the hard call sometime. But I'm really, really glad I did because mm. this year we've seen a huge increase 
in the traffic to our website. Nice. Um, but that was primarily what we did was, was seminars. Mm, well, it takes a lot of, I think, courage to make a decision like that you know, because you um, obviously got a team of people um, and then also when you're doing something that kind of working in the past, maybe not to the level that you would like, but, you know, what do they say? You deal with, you know, the, the, the stuff that you know than the ones that you don't. Yeah. Um, and when it's that sense of familiarity rather yeah. than trying something new. So taking that courage to go for kind of the unknown in your scenario, um, that's, um, that takes a lot of courage to do yeah. that. Look, look, it was a big jump for me. I, um, I had to think very carefully about it because it is what had made me millions of dollars up until that point. Mm. Uh, you know, telemarketing was just one aspect of it. We we also used email marketing and we used newspaper advertising, which stopped working. We, we've tried flyers. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of other things that we'd also used. But telemarketing, when I think about it, probably brought in 50% of our, our business. Wow. So, yeah, to turn that off and then redirect all of that funding into content marketing mm-hmm. was a huge, huge step. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so take take me through, um, you know, your 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 process in terms of your your content marketing for the action coach business. What do you do? Yeah. So, I, I, the first thing I did was I made a decision that I needed to dominate the the space of business uh, education, okay. and I think it's a really uh, unfortunately in this country there's and I think most countries there's not a lot of places for business owners to go to get education mm-hmm. uh, besides going and doing like an MBA or a mm. university degree, which takes years of your life and stacks of money. And and I thought, you know, what what could I do that would provide small business owners, startups and the people that are not in a position where they're going to do an MBA uh, to give them little, just quick, easy, bite-sized lessons on how to grow their business. Mm. And so I thought, well, you know, I, I had been familiar with YouTube and I'd use YouTube a fair bit myself to consume information. So I thought, I'm, I'm going to start really uh, pumping content out on a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And so I had a goal of creating 150 videos this year. I think we're up to about 130 or something like that. So. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so, well done. So we get it, we're getting there. I don't know if they're all up online. We had a mm-hmm. – um, and I'll talk about that too. We, we had a small hiccup with Vimeo uh, this week. Oh, okay. Uh, where they banned our entire account. <gasps> Yeah, and we had a lot of those videos in different places online, 300 videos. So, wow. um, uh, you know, you've got to be careful where you put your content as well and who you yes. trust with it. But we I, can, yeah, we can yeah, talk about that like, a bit later. Yeah, yes. come back to that because that's a bit off topic. But certainly, um, you know, I decided that was a good place to start. And then I thought, okay, well, now that I'm recording all of this great content in video format, there's a bunch of people that don't go to, to YouTube that would like to consume this in another way. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to get every video transcribed and then reformatted so it makes it readable and make a blog post out of it. And so all of a sudden, this you know, this once a day in the studio every few weeks where I pumped out a stack of videos became blog posts as well for our, for our website. And the byproduct of that, of course, was then our, our ranking started to go through the roof. So if you Google business coaching in, in the, anywhere, from anywhere in Australia, we're on the first page several times. Nice. And, and you know, that's a direct result. And we, when we look at the graph for organic traffic from January through to now, it's a very steep climb, mm-hmm. uh, the amount of organic visitors we get to our site. And I'm talking going from hundreds to thousands mm. uh, because, you know, now, you know, we've got this regular content happening. Google thinks we're fantastic. Yes. And it's quality content. It gets shared. It gets commented on. And you know, um, it's we don't do any. I don't do any keyword research. 
And mm. I know that's probably going to be against the grain of a lot of people. I don't do any keyword research. Mm-hmm. All I do is listen to my customers. And if yes. if I hear a customer say, I'm not sure how to put a marketing plan together, whammo, that's the video I'm going to do or that's the podcast that I'm going to do because that was the next thing I embarked on was after doing the videos and then turning those into blogs, I got um, – I listened to uh, Small Business Big Marketing with Timbo Reid. Yes. And he had, uh, you know, one of my mates on there, Dale Beaumont, talking about business coaching and the bad taste that it leaves in your mouth. So mm-hmm. I emailed Timbo and said, hey, mate, would you mind if I could come on the show and sort of just talk about the people's, you know, feeling about business coaching? And uh, after a quick chat, Timbo said, yeah, I think it would be great. Let's get you on the show. And it reminded me of about oh, 2007. I actually started a, a podcast, did eight episodes, and then did a thing called Pod Fading which is where you just sort of don't do any more. Um, and it was because it was very difficult back then yes. and I didn't really understand the benefit of it back then. And mm-hmm. I, I wish I'd kept going because imagine you know, yes. how big my show would be now. Yeah. Um, but it re-sparked and reignited my, uh, my love ah. for podcasting. Yes. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to start a podcast as well because it's another great way to get stuff out there. And I think, you know, the world is becoming on demand. You know, you only got to look at how we watch television these yes. days. Yeah. You know, my wife does everything on demand. She buys movies online and downloads them. She yep. uh, records TV shows and fast forwards through the ads. Everyone wants to watch it when it's right for them. Yes. And so podcasts, I think, are going to replace radio in the future. And I thought, yes. I thought I've got to get on that as well. So that was the next stage of content marketing. So we started with the videos, turned those into blogs. Mm-hmm. Then we podcast. Now I'm getting those transcribed. Mm. Um, and they're going up actually in our members only area on our website. So, ah, very nice. Yeah, it's so, a very value add for them. Cool. So I want to ask you, you you raised a really good point about what happened with the Vimeo account. Do you mind to go into a little bit more about that? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we're not exactly sure why we got banned. Uh, but what kind of content were you putting out there, Ben? <laughs> I keep my clothes on at all times. It's okay. <laughs> While you were podcasting. I, uh, <laughs> what, what, um, we, we just got banned and they said that it was because it was, uh, it was against their policies. And the only thing we can see in their policies that they may have not liked is that they've got things on there about get-rich-quick schemes and things like that, which is not us. Mm. But I think an automated, um, an automated robot scanning the videos may be could have picked that up because we do mm. talk about increasing your profits and making more money and working less hours and you know they're all the things that business owners want to do. So exactly in our in all of our videos and our marketing, that's typically what we tell people about. But we're not a get rich quick company. We tell people it's at least twelve months. You know, <laughs> so um, the bad thing with companies like Vimeo is it's very difficult to contact anybody. Yes, and you know, I mean, it's our fault. We knew they had these these terms and conditions, but we weren't clear on exactly what the rules were. So, you know, I think at some point it was probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there are other hosting companies where they don't have as strict rules. Mm. So YouTube's one. We don't use YouTube for that stuff. That's mm-hmm. you know, these are our private videos we're hosting on landing pages, etc., or in the membership area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's Wistia, mm. Wistia, W I S T I A, which mm-hmm. is is a fantastic platform. Yeah, we use Wistia. Yeah, and there's pretty much no rules as to mm. what you, what content you can put on there. Yep. you own the content. They're not responsible because they're, they're not publicly broadcasting it no. anywhere. Well, because it's a paid platform. That's why. Yeah, but it's also a platform that's not publicly available. Mm. Where Vimeo is like YouTube, you yes. can you can search through videos and they're publicly available. And I guess they have to protect themselves. Yes, as where Wistia, you can't just go and search through videos. No. And so I think you know it was a good lesson there to to us to make sure that the platform we're using, yes, as we do our content, is a, is a secure platform that's going to be there long term. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So I was curious when you make those videos, 
Do you upload directly to places like Vimeo and YouTube or would you get those and then embed it into your site but you always have your own hard copies? Yeah, we have our own uh, hard copies, which mm-hmm. is really important because mm-hmm. when something like that happens, you need mm-hmm. to have a backup of everything. So we always have a hard copy. Yeah. And that's one of the challenges. If you are using something like Camtasia, for example, to make content and you're just doing the share direct to YouTube, yes. you've got to make sure you save your project or you're going to lose the video. Yeah, exactly. So I always say to anybody that, that asks me about content creation, uh, export your video onto your hard drive, then upload it wherever. Exactly. And what we were doing was we were uploading to Vimeo and just using Vimeo as a, as a hosting ah, company. Right. And then we were embedding their videos into our membership right. site in particular. Okay. Without any, um, because we had a premium account, a yes. pro account, we didn't have to have any logos or anything on there. Yeah. So it just looked like it was, you yeah. know, you go to the page, it was just a video. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Wistia does the same thing. It's just that we've only just started using Wistia. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, um, you know, we didn't see a need to swap, but yeah. all, of, all of a sudden, an urgency. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you brought up a really good point. Like one of my mentors who's a great internet marketer, James Shramko, yes. he talks about um, this idea of owning a race course. Yes. Is that you put all your content onto your site and you push it out rather than putting content on other people's properties because when situation like this happens, it's beyond your control. Yeah. Another good example is, for example, um, posting on Facebook or uh, uploading photos directly on Facebook. Right. And same thing. What happens if you build this massive following and they decide they don't like something you've done and switch you off? Right. Whereas if you put the content on your site, then you push it out to Facebook. If yeah. they switch it off, you still got your own content and you bring traffic back. So, um, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm sorry to hear what, <laughs> what happened, but this is a perfect example of yeah. why you build the, uh, your own content, put it on your site, you know, ideally a WordPress site. And then you push it out there. It's like, uh, you know, people tell you to back up your computer and you go, ah, that'll never happen to me. (laughs) You know, I'll never lose all my stuff. (laughs) So so here's it. Yeah, it was a valuable lesson. Lucky we had every video on a hard drive anyway. Mm. Um, And some of them needed updating anyway. So it's forced me now to go, you know what, I'll just redo a couple of those videos on landing pages because we've got new, you know, new messages now, new content. Yes. And they're getting a bit old. So it's sort of, you know, sometimes there's good that comes from this. Yes. And and we know now not to use Vimeo. Yep. And, yep. and mm-hmm. I, I would say to anybody out there doing content creation, do not use Vimeo. And if you've got a Vimeo account, <laughs> I'm sorry. Because you just don't know. Yes. Like we don't, we've got no idea why they banned us. We don't, we're not spruiking anything. No. In a bad way. We've got no obscenities on them. Nothing. Mm. It, it boggles my mind why they've banned us. It really does. Yeah. And we can't but the worst thing is you we got no warning and you just can't ring anybody. Yes. I know. Yeah. And and that is the case with actually a lot of these major platforms yeah. that people are used to. We actually went through the same thing, not in terms of you know, our platforms get shut, but it's like time to revisit. So we've just launched a new website. We've gone through our old content, well, our previous content, and we just go, hmm, this is a bit outdated now. So, you know, time to refresh as well. So um, good opportunity for you to create more. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so it's awesome to hear what... um, what content marketing has done for you and your traffic sources and, um, you know, for your action coach bit one. Um, the other one that I'm really intrigued is I know with your photography business where photography is so visual um, and yet you've built this podcast up, which is audio, you know, so it's, you know, take me through that. What was your thinking behind that? Yeah, so that podcast is the Photo Walk Guys. Uh-huh. And, and so if anybody wants to go and listen to that podcast, then they can. You know, What's the called again? The Photo Walk Guys. Awesome. And the way that started was, 
years ago, I decided because I had this following on Facebook, and people would, people would message me all the time, say, "Hey Ben, can I come and take photos with you?" Now, um, I don't want to sound like anti-social, but I actually really like taking photos on my own. It's one of those few times when I'm very, very um, peaceful, you know, yeah. just on my own at sunrise. There's not many people around and I just relax and I just take some photos. Mm-hmm. So typically I'm not a big fan of having to drag someone along that's going to ask me a million questions about every little button on their camera because that's what they want to do, right? Uh. And not that I don't enjoy doing that, it's just not at that point in time. So I thought, you know, I'd lo- I do love teaching people. I'll start running these photo walks. And so... I started running photo walks and advertising the event on Facebook and people would come and join me and we'd go on this big walk. And I really wouldn't seriously take photos. I would show them how to use their cameras and take photos, all free, 100% free. Mm-hmm. And this is how you can use content, you know, as a, as a way to build your audience. What happened was on the very first one, I uh, sort of met up with a guy called Rob Potter and he said, hey, you want to do this together next time? I've got a website with a bunch of people as well. Why don't we do this together? And so it's built from there. Now, our biggest photo walks, we've had up to 100 people join us. Wow. Yeah, with their cameras. <laughs> and uh, we've got our final one on um, on the 13th of December. I don't know when this goes to, it goes, will be published. But on the 13th of December this year is our Christmas one. But we run them on a regular basis. And anybody, even if it's just with a smartphone, can come along. We don't care. Wow. But anyway, we thought, okay, well, how do we, how do we, uh, you know, what else can we do from a content point of view? So we said, let's start a podcast together. Because uh, we get on great and uh, we have a, a good synergy together. So it's a bit of an Aussie Larrikin podcast, if you like. <laughs> we have a good laugh and we tell lots of bad dad jokes and uh, we get guests on from different disciplines in photography. So the last, you know, we interviewed a wedding photographer the other day. Uh, we had a motorsport photographer on there. So we get and we review equipment. And so it's, the, the fact that it's not visual doesn't matter. Mm. Um, and as you know, you know, you're a fan of podcasts as I am. People, yes. people get to consume this content on the go. Yes. And, um, what surprised me is that it is gaining popularity faster than my business show. My business show has been going for much longer. Mm. Uh, but I think the uh, the fact that it's entertaining, there's two presenters, we get guests in, and the content is really, really uh, quality content. Yes. Uh, that we just get a lot of people joining us. And, uh, you know, on the business show, I have to really ask for reviews on iTunes because, you know, I like to get that the iTunes rankings up and make sure we're getting good reviews. With the photography one, it just happens. Mm. People, people are just online. They're just leaving reviews. And to get unsolicited reviews means we're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, with your personality, I can, uh, mm. I can hear that. And um, and I think because with photography, it's, it's like a hobby, it's like a passion. So then people voluntarily um, want to learn more of this stuff mm. for enjoyment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can see why, you know, that podcast grows faster than the business one, which yeah. is a little bit more serious. Yeah, which is interesting because the photo walk guys doesn't sell anything either. Mm. Oh, okay. So we don't sell anything. We have it. We're not. We're, not, we're never going to monetize it. The whole thing is going to be completely free forever. Mm-hmm. We are looking for a sponsor for the show because uh, we want to get. We want to outsource some of the uh, post production. Right. We're doing it fortnightly, and, and our audience is saying we want it weekly. And uh, we're going. All right. Well, we love doing it, but we don't love doing all the other work. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. so if we can get a sponsor together, we'll do it weekly, and we'll pay other people to do the show notes and the post production because there's a fair bit of work that goes yes. into that. Yeah. Um, but what it does do is it feeds our other businesses. So my mate Rob owns a business called Photography Hotspots. Okay. And that's a uh, a website where people can look up photo locations around Australia. Okay. And I've got a website which is on3legs.com, mm-hmm. which, which has tutorials on there that most of them free. 
but it does have affiliate links on there. And that's how people repay me for the stuff that I, the, mm-hmm. the, the content that I give them. Yes. They can buy different software and et cetera. And I get a passive income from that. Okay. And I've just launched another website, which is auslenslrental.com.au, mm. which is a lens and rental camera uh, organization. And already I'm getting rentals and I'm, all the names of the people that are renting from me are familiar. Uh, so what this tells me, they're people that have, I've met on photo walks or mm-hmm. that know me through my photography network. And yes. it's just the power of it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That, that because they already know who I am. They feel confident in, in dealing with me. Yeah, exactly. Because you've, you've built relationship. And I found that once you've built relationship with people and you're providing value, then they're going to go, I want to buy from you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I've got this saying that you give so much value to your prospect that they can't help but want to be, do business yeah. with you. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's changed, hasn't it? We're not selling anymore. We're helping people buy from us. Yep, you give before mm. you take. It's a yeah. shift now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. So you've got this um, photography podcast and then from there you are then driving, you're building relationship, you're building authority and then you're driving traffic to your other related yeah. businesses yeah. Um, and monetizing it that way. Yes, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. So now I'm going to go into a bit more on a, on a process side because you, you're creating multiple content for multiple businesses and, you know, and, and plus you've got to run your different businesses as well. How do you schedule, you know, because people who are listening to this go, man, it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, how do I do this, you know? Yeah. So, um, so tell us, you know, what schedule have you got in place? How do you um, make it all fit? Okay, so um, I'm quite... You know, I'm quite lucky in the fact that I've got uh, a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. So my virtual assistant is amazing. Yes. And uh, her name's MJ. So big shout out to MJ. And MJ does a lot of scheduling of my podcast interviews. Yes. So what I do with the podcast is we look for people that have got authority in their uh, area of expertise. And MJ shoots invites out to them pretty much every week. She'll send a few out. Uh-huh. And if I come across somebody who I think I want on my podcast, I will... Uh, shoot MJ an email and say, hey, can you see if you can get this person on the podcast? So all I have to do with the podcast, which is great, is turn the microphone on and take the phone call or the Skype call and and ask a few questions. Mm-hmm. It's nice and simple. And I just have set times of the week that I do that. Okay. And I've got about probably two months in advance recorded. So it allows me if I have a, a little break mm-hmm. that I'm not going to my, – my audience is not going to miss out because I think one of the keys with, with uh, podcasting in particular is that consistent delivery mm-hmm. of the content. Uh, with uh, the videos, I just lock myself away in the, in the studio a day at a time and, and I'll smash out sometimes 30 videos. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'll just give them to one of my team members. He he edits them, top and tails them, so puts the intro on and the outro, mm-hmm. uh, which is just a you know moving graphic. Yep. And then uh, and uploads them. Uh, you know, sp- like uh, every three a week, I think he puts up on the on the uh, YouTube channel and on the website. Right. Okay. So he's scheduling all of that. So the, you know, the business coaching side of things, luckily for me, happens because I've got a team of people mm-hmm. and the business can afford that. Yes. So even with the podcast, I have somebody do the show notes for me. Yeah. Um, I still do the I do the editing of the audio and preparation of the audio myself. Okay. But I've got a, a background of that and I actually enjoy it. Uh-huh. And so I tell people in business, do, do the stuff you love doing. Yeah, yeah totally. And I can turn a, a one-hour podcast episode, it's mine or an hour, I can turn that around in two hours. Nice. So I record it, I record the intro, the outro, do the post-production and upload it, two hours done. Mm. So it's very easy for me mm-hmm. uh, with my background. Background in, in audio nice. um, and experience, and like I said, I enjoy it. Uh-huh. The photography side is yeah. a whole different kettle of fish <laughs> because we don't have the funds to go investing in 
uh, staff and, and staff. And, and I haven't quite got there yet either. Mm-hmm. So I do get some help with writers, with transcribers. So mm-hmm. one of the one of my little secrets mm-hmm. is I bought a Zoom H2N, which mm-hmm. is a, which is a digital audio recorder, mm-hmm. and I bought a little lapel mic. And when I'm driving in the car, I've got a little twenty minute commute to the office. I will record a blog post. Oh, okay. Oh well, then <laughs> that's my little that's my dirty little secret. And then I'll um, upload that. Uh, to Dropbox yes. and the transcriber will then transcribe it for me uh, and then I will go through and add for images and I will post it on my photography blog. Like I said, I'll do that of an evening. So whilst my family is watching television, I'll sit in my study and I will craft a blog post. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that blog post could be about a photo I've taken. It could be about a bit of equipment that I've bought. It could be a question that I got from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's how I've been creating that content. That takes me a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Especially recently I've shifted gears in the, uh, in the post that I'm doing. I used to do a post every day mm-hmm. with a photo and a bit of a description of how I took that photo. Now I'm doing a post a week. Mm. But it's sort of 1,800 words instead of 300 words. Okay. Lots of images, sometimes tests of equipment, just much more substantial. Yeah, it's like it's a a big pillar post. Yeah, I'm doing – yeah, so that's what I'm doing every week now is a big pillar post because I found they're the most popular. Yeah. And uh, and I found that my audience is getting the best benefit out of that. Yeah, Yeah. I found that once you have built your audience and Mm. they really like you – then they want to get real quality substance, and yeah. so doing short three hundred words you know, is is quite shallow. When you can go deeper, yes, into it, and they go, "Oh, this is really good." Yeah, yeah. So and I find it gets shared a lot more as well. Mm-hmm. So this morning, for example, I I did one. I released a post this week on a lens that I bought and and tested, and it was a Fuji lens. Well, Fuji Film Australia shared it this morning. Oh, so, you know, wow. so when you've got Fujifilm Australia sharing your review on their product, mm. you know you're the authority. Totally. You, you know you're being seen as the authority even by the manufacturer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah, so so that's and that happens regularly for me mm-hmm. with these with these pillar posts. Do you then do you hashtag this post or you tweet and what, what how well, do they pick it up? Well, what actually happened was on Google Plus, I had uh, uh, another guy that I'm connected to bought the same camera uh-huh. and I put a comment in there saying you're going to love this thing. I've got it and it's an awesome camera. And then I put another post underneath because he was asking something about lenses. I said I just did a review on this lens and then I uh, I actually um, Fujifilm are quite proactive on Google Plus. They had already said congratulated him on joining the Fujifilm family. Mm-hmm. So I just you know plussed them on my comment to say, by the way, uh, I did this review, and then I said, Th- you know, great to see you on here, Fujifilm. And Fujifilm have obviously you know mm-hmm. gone and looked at who I am and what I'm doing, and uh-huh. and then shared my review, nice. which is kind of cool. Awesome, yeah. yeah. So so when for the listeners is if they're creating the content, sometimes is you know th- being conscious of. You know what authority can you um, uh, link it with so that they can pick it up? Uh, obviously, it, it needs to relate to them and it needs to be relevant. Um, yeah, and then if you get like suppliers and companies mm. like that, they can pick it up and share it. That's massive. Yeah, well, I saw and that's leverage. Yeah, I saw straight away they liked me on Twitter. Shared shared it on Twitter for me. Mm-hmm. Um, shared it on Google Plus. They shared it on their Facebook. They've, they've shared it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So my website traffic will go through the roof because the link goes all the way back to my website. Of course. And of course, in my sidebar is an email opt-in for an ebook on 10 tips to better photos. So what's uh-huh. going to happen in my email database? It's going to grow. Exactly. And then you go into my autoresponder series and my weekly newsletter. So yes. it all starts to come yeah, yeah. come back. Yeah. Actually, you brought up a really good point. One of the things that you know we, we share with our customer is before you even go into content and pushing 
content out there to drive traffic back to your site, it's important to get your, it's kind of like get your house in order, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're right? So like what you talk about having the lead magnets and lead yeah. capture. So before you did all this content marketing stuff, what did you guys do, you know, in your business to get your house in order? Was it always in order or you had to clean it up to a certain point? to get ready for the traffic? So the, the um, Action Coach business definitely wasn't. You know, our website was a very old-style website, which I, I sort of call a brochure website. Okay. Where people can come and look at stuff, but yep. they can't interact. And that's, you know, mm. these, these days that's boring. Yes. So we had we decided, uh, we had a decision about uh, a year and a half, maybe two years ago now, maybe a couple of years ago now, that we'd use WordPress. Uh-huh. And, you know, interestingly, it's, a lot of big corporations are going that way now. Yes. Uh, and I'm talking big corporations. I know. Like, you know. And so I, I thought, let's go with WordPress. And the reason I liked WordPress was because it was so flexible. Yes. And it allowed us to blog on mm. a regular basis. Because mm-hmm. blogs, you know, I think in the old days, when I say the old days, you know, before before all this online stuff got really popular, blogs were a bit of a, a thing that, you know, some retiree did at home just to pass the time. <laughs> now it's a really important part of business strategy. Mm. And so, you know, I wanted something with a blog. And it, w- it was only, I think, at the beginning of this year that I got the team to switch the blog to the homepage. Okay. So our homepage is yes. completely dynamic. We, you know, every time a visitor hits our website, they see different content. Yes. And and that's been powerful. And we get, you know, the, our hits are going up, you know, in the hundreds, mm-hmm. um, where people are, and a lot of those are return visitors. So we nice. know they're enjoying the content. Yep. Um, of course, we push a lot of them back there. So when I share stuff on social media, everything's got a, a, a link back to the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it means that when people get there, they're not going. Oh, it's just the same old thing. Yes. So when you talk about getting the house in order, I think. Setting up a website that's not a boring catalog mm. site is very important, and it's a shift in mindset as well. Very often, people on on the website on the homepage is all about us and yeah. all the services that we offer. And we 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 boring everywhere. Boring as exactly. Whereas in here, the focus is um, we want to consistently give you new valuable information to help you achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. Take your time. Check them out, and if you want to know what we've got to offer, here are the other pages. Yeah, and the other—I mean, you want to engage you. Whoever lands on your website, you want them to become engaged, don't you? Exactly. And if they just see stuff about you, they're going to move quickly, and and that's called a bounce rate. Exactly. And Google looks at that. So if your bounce rate is—or so let's talk in layman's term—if this man of seconds someone spends on your site is less than thirty seconds, mm-hmm. Google just won't even rank you. Exactly. So if they can see that people are on your website for more than 30 seconds and they're looking at other pages mm. then or they're playing embedded videos or they're making comments, yes. Google goes, oh, this is a valuable resource. People like it. Yeah. yeah. And especially mm. then you start putting multimedia content like video and yeah. podcasts where it would take people longer than 30 seconds to consume your yes. content. Yeah. That's going to you know help your, um, your on-site um, visitor duration. Yeah. And then that has a positive SEO implication. Um, so it all interlink. Yeah, absolutely, it? yeah. yeah. And you mentioned authority before as well. Yes. And I think that's also something that has increased through the roof this year is that, you know, I notice people turn up to my events and almost they stargazed. Oh, it's you. I've watched so many videos or I've heard you on the <laughs> podcast and they're asking for autographs. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I've written a book and I know, you know, but uh, autographs, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm flattered. They do a selfie with me. <laughs> yeah, that happens. They awesome. want photos with me. So nice. that, that proves to me that it is giving me that authority. Mm, uh, in ex- the, in exactly. That space, yeah. 
The other thing I want to ask you about in terms of getting your house in order is your, um, you talk about moving on to WordPress, doing the blogs. What about lead capture? Yeah, so that was the other thing that we didn't do very well at all. In fact, we had nowhere on our site where someone could enter their details unless they wanted to book an appointment mm-hmm. or go through the Contact Us page. Mm. And so we straight away went, okay, now we've got WordPress, we need a sidebar with an offer. And we're still not happy with the re- with the response we're getting, so I'm changing it after Christmas. So people might want to go back and have another look. Okay. I've got a thing called the uh, – the oh, I can't even remember what we're calling it now – the three-minute – Something, I can't remember, but it's going to be lessons, three-minute lessons on how to increase the number of customers, number of sales, number, and the profit you're making in your business. Mm. And uh, the three-minute three minute money something, I can't remember now, but <laughs> the, the team have given us some clever name. Uh, but, but the whole idea, what we learnt was people want to consume things quickly. So, mm. um, And that'll be an opt-in on the front page. Mm. But right now we've got things like uh, we have a lot of e-books and, and uh, guides, checklists. Okay. and, and you have Less to put- popular, you feel, with those ones at the moment? Oh, they're working. They're working. Yeah. People definitely want them. So, yes. for example, we have a guide which is the six mistakes business owners are making when using social media. Yeah. Hugely popular. Yeah. I think we've got one up there at the moment uh, this month about selling to different personality types. And, oh. you, and you may see different ones because we split test. Mm-mm. But, um, you know, you've got to have something. Yes. You've got to have something because if you don't get the the email address, and we get about 2,500 email addresses a month mm. uh, new into our database. Nice. And, you know, we might get 100 unsubscribers a month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's been, I don't know where I learned it, but it's a saying that I heard is you keep, you know, you market to your people to either buy, die or unsubscribe. Now, so, <laughs> yes. so one of the three things is going to happen yes. and you've just got to be okay with that, that people are going to unsubscribe because the content's not relevant for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I see people getting upset about unsubscribe rates. Going, well, that's, they're deselecting themselves. Yeah, that's you're not ex- wasting your time ex- and their time. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. So, And then the people that you want that are sticking around, you give them great value, awesome value. And, and when their time is yeah. right for them, yeah. then they will hopefully – Buy from you. But if you're driving heaps of traffic to your website and not getting their email addresses, yes. then you're never going to be able to give them awesome value. Yep. Um, because they're going to move on. They may get distracted. They, oh, people are busy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very common, isn't it, for yeah. most websites, is yeah. not having that lead capture. Big mistake. Yeah, so mm. it's about and, – and that's exactly what we do for our clients is getting the house in order, moving into WordPress. If they do blogs, put it to the homepage, have the lead magnets, then start creating content and driving traffic to your site yeah. because at least then things can happen there. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome to hear that, you know, you are practicing what we teach. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think we've still got room for improvement, but we're getting there. Oh, there's always <laughs> yeah. room for improvement yeah. for everyone. Cool. Awesome. So, um, you know, so what, what you're sharing is, you know, with the content that you're creating, getting, you know, your different websites in order for lip capture, you know, it's, it's driving your businesses in the right direction. Yes. yes. Awesome. Cool. So for the people who are listening, if, if they get um, inspired and excited, you know, with this podcast and they go, oh, I want to get started, you know, how would you recommend for them to um, to take that first step? So I think the, the, the number one lesson I can give anybody, because a lot of people do ask me, um, and, you know, I'm a great believer. I don't know if uh, if you follow Pat Flynn at all, Smart Passive Income, but he, he's got this saying, which is be everywhere. Mm. And I don't think it's his saying. I think he got it from somewhere else. Mm. And I think that's a real um, a bad piece of advice, mm. be everywhere, because mm. to be everywhere takes a lot of work and mm-hmm. you'll get overwhelmed real mm-hmm. fast. Now, yes, you want to be everywhere eventually, but I think you've got to work out what you're most comfortable with first. So if you're a great writer and you love writing, start blogging. Mm-hmm. And don't get too hung up on keywords or, uh, uh, you know, how many likes you're getting or how many views. 
just just really think about what your customers want. So, for example, you go through the day and you hear questions from your customers or from your team or regular issues popping up. Just write down those topics, and then once a week, spend three or four hours, maybe you know, maybe a whole day, putting a really good blog post together. Now, if you're comfortable with video, then do a video. Go to video first. Do the same, exact same thing, but do it with video instead of writing it. Film it. Um, if you're not comfortable with either of those, but you you love to talk, then start a podcast. <laughs> you know, so you sort of, yeah. you just got to pick what you're comfortable with first. Yes, and that'll be your first port of call. And don't get confused with all the social media because that's they're just platforms to get your message out there. But you have you know you've got a huge amount of knowledge in your head. Every business owner does. Yeah. Every business person does. I think any everybody does that other people don't know. So start downloading that in the in the format that works for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not a great writer. Mm. I can write well, but I don't like sitting down to write mm-hmm. for too long. So it takes me a long time to do a blog post. Yep. Um, although I really am proud of myself when I knock one out of the park, right? Mm-hmm. So I do, I enjoy that part of it. For me, I love audio. It's simple. It's easy. Yep. It's effective. It can be consumed anywhere. Yes. And I can get it transcribed. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. All fantastic. So it sounds like the advice is follow your passion do do a modality that you're comfortable with one step at a time. Yeah. And I would say for anybody, if, if you're not doing any content creation, just pick one and just stick to it for three months. Mm-hmm. Don't even get distracted by, I think I'll do a podcast now if you're doing videos or if you're doing blog posts, go, now I'm going to jump into videos. Just get real good at one thing. Yes. And then in three months' time, add the next one. Yes. And then three months later, add the next one. And by the end of the year, you'll have four really good platforms that you're sending content out on. Nice. If you're doing audio or video, it's easy to do the written because you can get it transcribed. Yes. You know, but if you're doing it the other way around, it's more difficult. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Well, Ben, thank you so much. My pleasure. Yeah. So for, for the listeners who wants to learn, you know, more about you and you know, your each of your businesses, where should they go? Wow, well, I've got so many places where they can find me. <laughs> if they're interested in photography, I suggest they go to on3legs.com mm-hmm. and that, they can spell three or it can be the number three, I don't mind. Okay. Um, so the, if, if they're on that side of the fence, then shoot over there. If you're creative, on3legs.com and that will direct you to all my other photography projects. Nice. If you're uh, if you're more on the business side of the fence, mm-hmm. head to actioncoachanz.com mm-hmm. and that's my business sort of coaching business and training business mm-hmm. and that will sort of plug you into all the content to do with business growth. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you once again. You have shared a lot of golden nuggets, you know, today and what you're doing and the success that you're achieving. So um, really appreciate you being so generous and sharing it with that with us. Uh, my pleasure. Cool. Thanks Th- for having me. Thank you. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ben and got some ideas and tips that you can use in your business. If you like this episode, I would love it if you can help me share this on your social media or give us a review on iTunes. This would really make a difference for us in spreading the word. So once again, thanks for spending the time with us and I'll see you at the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Content Maximizer podcast. You can get a full transcript of this episode plus access to a lot more free online marketing tips at www.contentmaximizer.com. See you at the next episode.